Welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Colin Bradley. I'm Stephen Bradley. And this is the second part of Steve's story. Yes, it is. Only gets more exciting, folks, I can tell you that. Another midweek, well, the end of the week podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, we've been so busy this week, haven't we, Steve? We have been very busy. Um, we'll so. tell everybody what's going on later on. Now, a Last week, you left us a bit of a cliffhanger. You said you I were did. just about to go on stage at Calamity Jane for the first night, and something happened. I know. So tell us, tell us about it, Steve. Well, so I was ready to go on stage. I, I was in the wings of the, the theatre, and uh, this was all a surreal experience. It, it had been six months of intensive rehearsals, built up to this moment of yeah. one week, six shows, you know, 200-odd people in the audience, it was pretty much sold out, I think, for the whole week, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. Cause there was a yeah. lot of people that <laughs> wanted to see what the hell I was doing. <laughs> and um I was yeah, I was sitting standing in the wings in costume, ready to go on, and I just thought, What am I doing? How have I got to this point? A moment of shock and reality mm. hit that it had been such a whirlwind experience of singing lessons, dancing, mm. acting. Your brain has taken in so much information that you have a moment on your, on your own mm. in darkness pretty much because it's in the wings and you just go to yourself, what what am I doing? That's right. I mean, the, the, the thing, were you nervous at all? Really nervous. Yes, I, I can imagine. Insanely nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous now thinking about it. <laughs> I should think everybody out there, listen, listen in podcast lands is thinking the same thing god he must have been shaking in his shoes i was absolutely because i didn't know how it was going to be received i I was worried about lines even i drilled them you you still Mm. worry that you're going to forget a line not only that but in this in this first show i had to sing two songs Mm. i had to dress up as a woman in one of the songs in a funny scene so that alone is is pretty nerve-wracking to putting yourself out there on stage for the first show. But to sing and tap dance, had a tap dancing routine in it that they included with props and a a number of dialogue, you know, scenes to to do. Mm. It wasn't like two lines or three lines or, you know, singing in the chorus. I had had a lot, I had a big job ahead of me for, for someone that had never... And on top of all that, of course, you had to have the American accent, didn't you? I did, yeah. Don't <laughs> ask me to do it now. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Thank you. I thought that was coming. Um, no, yeah, I did have to. I have to had to put on an American accent. It's it's a lot of pressure. There wasn't there. There was a huge no, no. amount of pressure, and it kind of all hit me at the same time. And by the time I had chance to really take in and answer myself that question, I had to go on stage. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a moment of what am I? Do? I've got to do it. You know, no yeah. no time to even think about it. Like. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I look back and I think, wow, did, you know, it was it was so meant to be because I didn't question myself doing it. No, that's right. I never questioned, what am I doing? Don't do it. I didn't run away from it. I, I wanted it. Mm. And the excitement of it, um, the, the, I, the best feeling is when you're about to go on stage. It's the best and the worst feeling because yes. you're you're nervous, so nervous, you think, why am I doing this? But it's it's the best moment because the adrenaline hits and you're mm. going, I'm about to do something. Yes. I'm 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 about to give it everything I've got. 
and it's a fulfilling, very fulfilling feeling, mm. um, satisfying feeling. How did you feel once once you you'd done your stuff and strutted your stuff? What, how did you feel at the end of the show when you? Oh, on top of the world, absolutely on top of the world. Mm. I can relive the moment right now of finishing the first number because the first scene I had, I had to sing and tap dance and uh, and do a, a funny scene before um you know at, at the beginning of the, the show and it was kind of like once i got that out of the way i could relax yes. but it was a hell of an opener and once i did it and i finished it and i ended in that pose and the cheers you know from that's the right. audience yeah i was like yeah. it was just so brilliant that, that's what makes it all worthwhile isn't it isn't the audience hopefully <laughs> clapping <laughs> which which they did every time and it, once I'd got past that point, I could relax and I just soaked it up and I just felt like this is what it's about. Yes. This was my first uh, first ever time of having an audience clap for something that I'd performed and done. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of every show, I, we got such a, a great applause and I, I loved it. I just you thought, I, from that moment, I thought, this is right, I'm doing this. Well, uh, what I'd like to do um, is just give everybody a taste of what the critics thought. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Because in the local paper, um, you had a critic, and I'll just read it. It's it's not very long. Newcomer Stephen Bradley, singing and tap-dancing his way through the role of Francis Fryer, deserves the gong for the best newcomer. I hope he'll be a regular feature of future productions, as he clearly has a talent for character roles. Arlene O'Brien. Thank it. Gazette. Now, that that was quite amazing, wasn't it? I mean, we didn't really... I expected it, because I... I've seen many, many shows, and I saw you two or three times. We, we, we <laughs> I think it's like it. you know, you're my son. I would saw half I? the shows, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I could see then, even then, that there was there was something going on there, and uh, it, it was. I wasn't surprised when that um, came out. Well, so when she, she hits the nail on the head with character roles because that's what I've become, a character yeah, actor. Yeah, and she yeah. saw that from the first point. And I didn't know what I was going to be, you know, at that early stage in, in, in it. Well, let's, let's, let's move on, Steve. What happened after that? Can you can you sort of run through it? I mean, this, we've got an awful lot to get through and we're going to try yeah. to do it all in one I'll, opposite, nu- so. I'll nutshell it as so, much as I can. So um, what happened next? So after that, Obviously, you you have the, you do the show and you you have a massive downer after the show because mm. it's it's such an adrenaline hit that the, the days after you know for three or four days after you feel really not not depressed but down because you've had such a buzz and you go oh what do I do now that's right you I know? suppose you learn to live with that yeah, yeah and I have like mm. I you know now after all the things I've done yeah you know you feel sad but then you've got the next project to work on so that's at right. that point I didn't know what project I would have to work on I didn't I didn't know where I was going to go for this. Unfortunately, me and Rachel broke up after the show, yes. um, and uh, so you know that was you know that that happened, and I kind of was left to explore all the other things that were local in the performing world. So after that, the year after the the first show, so that was two thousand and nine in November. Yes, the year after, through contacts and meeting people, in two thousand and ten, I did thirteen amateur shows that's quite amazing isn't it 13 i, I performed 13 times that's that's just over that's, one that's over, over one, one a month yeah. yeah and and at one point i had four scripts 
on the go. Do you That's remember right. that? I was I waking do. up at 6am <laughs> and learning my scripts because I'd taken on four different lead, different, not lead, well, they were lead roles. It was, it was, it was four main parts in mm. four different productions, musicals, plays, all sorts. And, and I, uh, that got that was a bit stressful, but thirteen performances. I couldn't get enough of it. No, no, that's caught, right. Caught, catching a bug, caught the bug <laughs> is is doesn't even cover it. No, how I felt after no. that. What I'd like to pick up on though is is one thing that I think people would be interested in. You didn't do because the fa- the Ramsgate Operatic Society they did two shows a year, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and the one in the spring because the one that you've done in Climate Jane was in the autumn. Yeah. The one in the spring you didn't want to do, so no. you didn't go to rehearsals there, because it was a Gilbert and Sullivan. I did see that show, and I'm very pleased you didn't do it. But anyway, <laughs> the following uh, autumn was going to be South Pacific, wasn't it? Yes. What a brilliant and musical that was. That's right. And you went for a role. So tell us uh, a little bit of how you went and got that role, because there's a story here. Do you want to tell it, or shall I? The story. The story behind it. <laughs> Luther Billis. Well, Luther, well, yes, Luther Billis, but who the leading lady was. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, the leading lady of South Pacific was Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> and the leading woman yes. was her mother. <laughs> <laughs> so a year after, well, less than a year after breaking up with Rachel, I then was cast in a show with her where I had to be in love with her <laughs> and, you know, uh, had many a scene with her mother, who I believe also hated my she guts. Did, yes. <laughs> so uh, it, to say that was awkward would be an understatement. But yes, I did uh, professionalism. Oh, I, yes, of course. You know, and it, we put on a great show and it was a, a really good production. Well, I've got to say, it was good. I mean, actually, Rachel, Rachel did do a brilliant she's, show. She's she, incredibly she was, talented. She was. And so did you. And you were both pre- very professional. It, none, mm. none of that animosity came through, I can tell you. <laughs> it did. No, it was. And you, you say, in fact, I remember, remember on the, I think it was on the Friday night, because that was, again, another six show uh, mm. run, wasn't it? On the Friday night, they had to put... Uh, Sold out on the they, tickets. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they sold out of yeah. tickets, didn't they? So that was an incredible show. So you had you had that year, Steve. You really it was a blinder of a year. Had a blinder, yeah. Business suffered. It, oh, it certainly <laughs> did. <laughs> but you know, it was but, worth it. But then again, you were self-employed. We mentioned this last week, and it allowed that me to do it. You, didn't it, it, had, it oh, it. absolutely. Well, let's let's move on because another thing I notice here, you you. You did your first professional job, wasn't that at the end of that year? It wasn't at the end of... Uh, oh, yes, it, sorry, it was. It was yeah, at the end of 2010. God, yeah, so within a year, I did 13 shows. And, and I'll really nutshell this story, but it is an interesting story how it came about. I had been asked to be involved in a pantomime locally that was an amateur production of Cinderella. And I'd never done pantomime before, but I thought, yeah, I'll do that. It sounds great. So it was a short run at the beginning of December and it wasn't in the panto season. So it wasn't in the, the bulk holiday period. And I went for a role and I got a role. It was Prince Charming in Cinderella. Yes, that's right. It was Prince Charming. I forgot that. And we started rehearsing and it clashed with South Pacific. The technical rehearsal of South Pacific they wanted me to be at the panto audition, uh, rehearsals. And I said, well, I can't do that. It's the technical rehearsal of South Pacific. We're putting on the show in, you know, in a week. And they said, well, you said you were going to be committed. And I said, well, I am committed, but I can't do it. It's impossible. Had a bit of a falling out over it. 
And they said, well, if you can't do it, you're not in the show. I went, oh, I can't do it then because I've got to go. You can't yeah, so turn down a technical yeah. rehearsal. And so we had a bit of a falling out. So I didn't do it. And I said, okay, fine. I won't do it. And I backed out. Turns out in doing that, uh, uh, probably a couple of weeks later, because the South Pacific production was put on at the Granville, the Granville Cinema approached me for a role in their pantomime. Now, their pantomime was over the holiday season, 30-something shows, mm. and it was paid. That's right. With professional actors. So if I hadn't have got out of this other pantomime, I wouldn't be then free to mm. do this. Once again, fate took its hand. And Absolutely. So I auditioned and got a part as um, Officer Pong. Yes. The Chinese police officers. <laughs> There's Ping and Pong. And I doubled up as Genie of the Lamp. So I had to do two roles in this That's pantomime right. for 30-odd right. shows. And it was a long run, and we rehearsed for a couple of weeks. And it was really solid. It, w it was really intense. And running a business at the same time was incredibly stressful. But it was with professional actors. And I learned a hell of a lot from the oh. director, from the people I was around, bouncing off them. And that, that was, yeah, within a year, I managed to land a paid role in a, in a, in a pantomime. It's, it's, it's with your um, very short career so far, Steve, it's always been an upward. You've never never slipped back. It's always been one thing, step and on to another, and it's it's up the ladder. And that one of the things that I've got here is your West End performance, uh, as I know. Now, that was something that you were doing. You, you were dancing in that, weren't you? you? I've got to say that it was your, uh, the Mass Theatre School. They did, a, they were performing in a, like a showcase, like mm. a variety showcase where there were singers, dancers uh, at the Her Majesty's Theatre in London's West End. And that's where the Phantom of the Opera is exactly. still on, I believe. It is indeed. And we went up there to perform in it and it was absolutely incredible. One of the best things I've done mm. because it was a packed out West End theatre and we got to go all around backstage in the dressing rooms, obviously, to prepare and, and rehearse on the stage and you could see all the props, you could see everything backstage. It's like, it's, it's just it was just like a dream yes. come true. Yes, like absolutely. to be able to, to be able to give an given the opportunity to perform on a West End stage, it meant a hell of a lot to me. Mm. And mm. that was in two thousand and eleven. That's right. We moved on, didn't we? Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. So I did the I did the pantomime in January, or it ended in January, mm. uh, over December and January. Uh, so it ended in January two thousand eleven, and then I did that performance. And then you were asked by a friend of yours who yep. had written a play. Yes, if you direct it. Yeah, because I you did, <laughs> which I did that because I mentioned to him once that I wanted to get into directing, and he said, "Well, I've I've written this this play. Do you want to direct it?" And okay, didn't know anything about directing, but I wanted to do it. It was an, it was another good experience, something mm -hmm. I you know I mm -hmm. knew I had to do. Yeah, and it was good, and it did come out really well, and I was really really chuffed with it, and it got got a good review as well. Yeah, the, the one thing I'd like to bring up now is the tours. Uh, You've just, in fact, finished one just a short time yeah. ago, didn't you? A tour. Um, but this is the tour that, uh, your first tour. Uh, just explain to people what this was, because I think this is quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's a variation of a theme. Well, at the end of 2011, I, and throughout that year of doing the directing and things like that, I, and other productions as well, I got another pantomime at a different theatre this time. So I played Bob Cratchit in Scrooge. And the lady that I played opposite, uh, who was Mrs. Cratchit, she does these tours called TIE, which is Theatre in Education. Right. And they, she tours it around uh, schools in all around Kent, you know, uh, in places. So 
in it's it's a tour the tours have different subjects they're for mainly for year five year sixes but she does tours for older kids so you're talking about 10 or 11 mm. but then there's a play that she'll tour for 13 14 and then up to 16 so there's it's a real big spectrum but this tour was uh, to do with smoking and drinking and it was for 10 uh, 11 year olds that were just going into secondary school so in secondary school they're going to come across peer pressure and, and and older kids that might smoke and you know mm. be offered alcohol and things like that so it was a it was a play for them to be prepared what they might encounter. Yes. And it was a tour. I don't know how long the tour was. I can't remember. But it was, you know, traveling around to these schools and mm. it was getting paid. Professional kind of. That's by right. this point, it's kind of, for me, I've taken it a lot. More. Had you got your equity card then, by then? I had. I yeah. think you had, hadn't you? Yeah. Yes, you I'd applied to equity and got your card. After the directing and having Scrooge, That's right. the pantomime um, yeah. contract, I was able to apply online for equity right, membership and right. got my equity card through yes. as an actor. So within, what's that, two years? Within two years, within two years of doing Calamity Jane, I'd managed to achieve an equity card. Yes. And so this tour was fantastic and I loved it because it's performing to kids and it's done, it's, it's sort of semi-improvised. You've got to stick to a script, but then there's a workshop and an improvisation kind of mm. section. And it was so much fun, uh, not only because I was, it, it felt like this, this was my job, but I loved it. Mm. You know, it wasn't a job that I hated. It yeah, was a job right. that I would love to do every day, you yes. know, and performing for kids in the pantomimes was always fun. And yes. doing that in interactive workshops and it, for a play that has a really important message to put mm. across mm. It was even more fun. Yes. So that had been your second pantomime as well, then. So Scrooge was the second pantomime, but and because were... of because of Mrs. Cratchit, who does these tours, she offered me That's to right. be in the tour. Right. Okay. Now the other thing you've done, Steve, is you've got yourself an agent. I did. At that same point of doing the tour, I'd met with a, an agent, and I, I'd been involved in some casting websites uh, f for for various roles, and one of them advertised for they needed people on their books, so I applied got a phone call and had to drive to Essex, drove to Essex, took a showreel because I'd done some other performances mm. and a short film for YouTube as well. So I'd, I'd had enough to kind of give this agent as a showreel and also as we had to have an interview. So he interviewed me. We spoke about various things. I spoke about my skills because remember, I'd done martial arts That's right. as a kid. That was always going to be on my CV as kind mm. of an extra thing of, of, and the dancing and all these other things. Mm. So he, he took me on his books mm. and he said, okay, great, come on board. So... Then I did the tour. So it was a year of a lot of things happening already at the beginning of the year. And if that wasn't enough, uh, something else you did, you produced and starred in their playing their song. Now, I don't know whether anybody knows that, the, the musical. Out It's a great musical. It's been on the West End. It's been on Broadway. Okay. And it's uh, only a couple of people in it, wasn't there? There's, uh, there's two, main two main characters. It's mainly a two-person play, but there's... Uh, there's sort of six alter egos, three girls, three boys that play in the chorus that come on for a few songs. And it was a play that I'd, a uh, musical that I'd almost done a couple of years ago mm. and it never came off, which was such a shame because I loved the musical, absolutely really fell in love with the music and the, the play and the production. So I got the chance to, to co-produce it with the, the chap that runs the theatre that I'd done Scrooge at because mm. we were getting on really well. And he said, and I mentioned this little two-hander, and he said, great, it's a perfect for our venue, let's do it. So we got the rights and put it on and cast it. And I wanted to be in it because, you know, I, it, was some, it was my little baby, you know, my right. little project. Yes. And it's a fantastic musical. It's um, 
It's by Marvin Hamlish and um, lyrics, lyrics by Carol Bayer, Carol Bayer Sager, book by Neil Simon. And it's the humour is brilliant. And mm. it, it was a hell of a task because to, to sort of produce it and star in it, you had to think about things outside the box, you know, lighting, mm. sound effects, staging, casting, director. I had to get a director on board. I tried directing. No way I was going to be able to direct that myself and everything else. So I got a director on as well and a choreographer. There's so many things you have to think about. That's right. And at that point, I'd made enough contacts to be able to do that. But then to, to do a two-handed play, a two-hour musical with just two of you having lines and also 14 songs... That's right. It was amazing. Uh, just to Absolutely learn amazing. it was a hell of a task. Uh, I don't know how you did it, but I tell Me you neither. what, folks, it was great. It was bloody stressful. <laughs> I, I know from, from your point of view, but from our point of view, it was terrific. You know, you did a marvellous job of that. It was great. When, when is Shaw's Corner coming? Because that's another landmark. Yeah, the, the, chap that I, the chap that put on the pantomime at the, the theatre, the one that I, uh, the, uh, a friend of the guy that I co-produced the musical with, he offered me a part in a Bernard Shaw play called Man and Superman. Right. And he's, this chap is from, from London, so, and all of his actors are in London. So he said, you need to come up to London to rehearse. Yeah. And we'll be putting it on at Shaw's Corner, which is a National Trust Heritage. Uh, National Trust? Um, National Heritage. National I Heritage. I don't know. I don't it's know. a yeah. lovely, it's, it's nice Shaw's venue. house. Yeah. Uh, mm. Bernard Shaw's house. And you perform out in his garden. Like it's a raised kind of stage kind of area mm. and you perform out and there's acres of land uh, the view is spectacular and we we did uh, a run in the summer of that play mm. and another, another fantastic experience for you though wasn't it it was uh, there was something like 500 or 600 or people sitting out yes watching and you're it was such a great play as well. It yeah. was, and it was, it was amazing. Yeah, we're skipping so much, Steve. There's so much we we could have run several podcasts here, Absolutely. But, but we've got to move on. Yes. And what I'd like to talk to you about is this year's pantomime, which was an absolute corker. It really was, Stephen. I've got to tell you because he's not going to say anything. No. He, <laughs> he starred in Pussing Boots, and uh, many people who came to that said it was the best pantomime they'd seen in the area for a long time and Stephen starred in it and he had guess a what guess what part I played everyone Puss. <laughs> <laughs> no you were great and and the the, the kids loved you uh it was a, a, a very successful wasn't it it did really well yeah and it was a fantastic run it yeah. was it was kind of it was at the point I think where I'd done that that I thought I don't know if I can um, this is not me being big-headed in any sense because no, I'm absolutely not that kind of person. But I'd got to the point, I think, where I didn't know if I could do any better no, you locally. Couldn't. You couldn't. Because no. I'd been to London and rehearsed with these actors and performed at Shaw's Corner. And I come back and I do a fantastically, you know, a long run of pantomime shows as the lead. And I just thought, I kind of need something more now than that's right than the local right. kind of scene. Which really brings us almost up to date, because that was this year, or shall I say last year, Christmas. We're coming up to date, and Stephen is leaving us, folks. No, he's not leaving you. Um, he's going to continue with me, uh, running the, the company. But you are going, Steve, and in a couple of days' time. Literally a couple <laughs> of days. Leaving home, folks. And tell them about it, Steve. What, what are you doing? I have decided to move to London. So as uh, it's got to the, it had, like I said, it had got to the point and I thought I need something more. 
Mm. Where do I go for it? There's only one place, and it's London. That's right. Because I've got contacts in London. I've, you know, I've got my agent who's been saying, get, get to London, because you know he's been sending me to auditions, and it's well, it's not too far to travel, but it's expensive. No, you've got to be to on travel. The, on you, the you've got to be in the loop, and you've yeah. got to network. You've got to meet yeah. people. You've got to you've got to expand your contacts yeah. and, and things like that. And London is the place to do it. That's so right. It, it makes sense and it feels right. It feels right at this point because That's right. I've done a, a, the list of shows. I've got it in front of me, the list of shows that I've done here in this local area over the last three years is, has led me to this point where I think I've got to do it and I've got to do it now. That's right. There is no time like the present. Well, you, you've been sensible. You're taking your business with you. So Absolutely, you yeah. will be doing your websites and your... Um, IT. Yep. And of course, we've got uh, quite a lot of work with us. And Absolutely. Setup, the, so. the wonderful thing about our particular setup and our business is that because it's online, a lot of our processing is online, we, we're able, I, I can work from London and, mm. and, and it not be too much of an issue. And, and I'll be coming down to record podcasts all the time. So it's, That's right. the, no one's going to know the difference. No. It will be, it will be seamless. But Whilst I'm up there, I'll be I'll be trying to follow the dream. And and what we'll be doing, folks, is it'll just be uh, Stephen will say, "How's your week been, Dad?" And I say, "Oh, I've done another picture." And I say, "How's your week been, Steve?" Oh, I saw David Suchet and I had a word with <laughs> Dame Julie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, but it'll be fun. I mean, uh, don't don't give me like <laughs> tasks because now I feel like I'm going to live up to the hype. Now I'm going to no, no, feel no. like I have celebrity stories every week. <laughs> no, it'll be it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. So I, it'll it'll put another dimension on our podcast from future. And Anyway, that's it for this week. I'm Colin Bradley. I'm Stephen Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy the rest of the rest your week. of your week. <laughs>